Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Intern This. I am Baylor. Um, if you remember from last episode, um, I am joined with, however, two new interns that you may not have met yet. What? And hey. we will introduce them right now if you want to go ahead and introduce yourselves. Sure. Hi, you all. My name's Esty. I am one of the high school interns this summer. Woo. Hey, guys. I am Ben, and I am a middle school intern this summer. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, I am Baylor. I'm also a high school intern alongside Esty. And we are in our summer series of Intern This, so we are interviewing very important people. And so we are joined here with Natalie Haymaker. Natalie, what? tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi. Thanks for having me. Uh, so I'm Natalie Haymaker, and I work on staff in missions and outreach, and I work with our local mission partners and help find volunteers from the church to go serve in the community, and I just am over several different programs. I help coordinate the Vulnerable Children and Families Ministry, which um, supports Safe Families uh, program called Chosen, which is a support group and the care portal and then i also help recruit volunteers to serve with our inner city schools we're partnered with several schools around here and send volunteers there to serve and then i also get to coordinate a lot of one-time events with our local ministry partners and partner friends so that's a lot of fun to set up volunteer events and my biggest thing my biggest project that i have is the backpacks at christmas so if anyone's ever filled a backpack or anything like that that is a big project that i get to coordinate and oversee so Mm-hmm. Thanks for having me. Wonderful. Hi. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Happy to be here. And I think we can, um, as a part of introducing ourselves, we can tell a little fun fact about ourselves. So I gave a little fun fact last time we did an episode. If you watched, you'd know that I have unfortunately cracked my head open three times. That's very, very sad. Um, you can watch the last episode to get more info on that. I know. But I think another fun fact I could share with you all is um, I am one of five children. So my house is always very busy, very, very crazy. One of four boys as well. So um, a lot of things getting broken and a lot of fights going on. Noisy boys, huh? Yep. Mm. Noisy, noisy boys. That's crazy. I'll jump off on that and I'll tell you a fun fact about me. I uh, currently have a broken nose. Oh, wow. I broke my nose as a child, never got it fixed. It wow. is still broken to this day. It has you know, a very it nice look nose. Broken. It, yeah, it looks I good. Know, it's a, it's yeah. a small break. Interesting. It, yeah. uh, I was about it hasn't healed. I was three or four years old, probably. Wow. So it just kind of. Healed naturally, I guess. I don't oh, know. Wow. But it's a, if I, you can't now. see it, but if yeah. I, I can, I'm not going to do it. If I put Please my finger up my nose oh my and pushed it one way, it'll go really, really far one yeah. way. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, Let me open up my phone. We're going to go live on Instagram, right, right, right. and then I want you to stick your finger I'm not going to do it. It's a party <laughs> trick. I, I'm more than a party trick. I can't do it here. Okay. How many times uh, have you done that trick? Enough to know that I can do it. <laughs> enough to there you know. go. Okay, well, my fun fact is a little bit different. Mine's more in the mission side of things, and I actually went on a mission trip with Crossings to Rotan, Honduras, and that was an incredible opportunity to serve alongside Deborah Honeycutt and Sarah Honeycutt and get to know those kids in Roatan. And recently got to connect with them again whenever they were doing their online tutoring during COVID. So it's a little fun that's fact. Awesome. It's I'm an so glad you did that. Yeah. That's amazing. One of the many awesome things that Crossings does. Right. It's a great thing about this church. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my fun fact is that I uh, – Grew up with and family friends with Britney Spears. Whoa. Wow. What? Just Whoa. kidding. That was oh. a lie. Yeah, oh, wow. Sorry. Okay. But you, it was fun to see y'all's faces. That's yeah. why I went that, that cool. route. Um, don't yeah. lie, kids. I didn't believe it from um, the start. Do you want to speak the truth here? All right. So the, the best I could actually come up with was that in college, I studied abroad in Italy, which nice. was really cool. So nice. great. That's great. like a dream destination. Yeah, absolutely. I highly recommend it. If you have the opportunity to study abroad, figure it out, work an extra job, and go do it. Going it's back awesome. to school. 
you know, going back just to do going it. Back, go back to school just to go. travel. But maybe I'll go study abroad in like Iowa. I know that also sounds <laughs> yeah. like a that true destination. Almost, I studied abroad in Bethany, Oklahoma. There you go. <laughs> Wonderful. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. great. We're so excited to have Natalie here with us today, and we have a couple questions for her. So let's go ahead and just jump right in. Okay. Natalie, how did you get connected and end up working at Crossings? Well, uh, my husband Drew and I we started attending Crossings not long after we got married. We were in search of a church for us, something that fit us. And we were invited by friends, which is why it's so important. I can't express enough how important it is to invite your friends to church. And um, simultaneously invited to their Sunday school class. We're still in that same Sunday school class. We love it. Um, The uh, leader of the class, Jeff and Terry Hubbard, but Jeff actually baptized me Mm. when uh, when I went through Centered. So um, we got connected pretty quickly. Um, It is a big church. It's bigger than what we grew up in. And so we knew it was important to get involved. And so we started a small group with uh, a bunch of other couples that were just in our same season of life, you know, newly married, one or two kids. And then within a couple of years, we were outnumbered by kids. It was, it was crazy, but it was a ton of fun. So uh, that's how, how we got involved at Crossings. And um, we were meeting in small group and talking about serving and like, hey, let's take a break from Bible study and go do some surf stuff. So I was looking on the website for volunteer opportunities and just looking under missions and things like that. And then you know, total God thing. I just down there at the bottom is careers. And for no reason at all whatsoever, I clicked on it. And then there was this posting for a part-time position in missions and outreach. And at the time I was working full-time, I had one, one beautiful baby. And my job actually was a grant program. I'm a social worker by trade. And I was doing free counseling with Putnam City Schools. And so that was coming to an end. And so I was looking for a job, but I, I really didn't click on careers thinking I would work at a church because working in ministry was never something on my radar. It was never right. something I thought I was equipped to do or, uh, you know, I wouldn't be right for that, you know, right. whatever. So anyway, I clicked on it, saw this job for, for missions, and it had just the list of responsibilities was basically my resume. It was just the most perfect pairing Like God Mm. really just, I can look back in my career and see how all these jobs I had in social work Mm. really were preparing me for this position here at Crossings. And that's just really exciting because it thinks, it just makes me think like, what am I doing now that God's preparing me for the future? Like Mm. when, you know, in 10 years or 20 years, am I going to be doing something? I'll look back and be like, oh, that all started because I was working at Crossings, you know? So it's really cool to to see God um, put all that together. So that is, that's how I ended up working at Crossings. I had to interview. That was, that was tough, but <laughs> it was fun. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, that's awesome. It's always great to see God's plans come to fruition mm-hmm. like that. Hey, shout mm-hmm. out to Putnam City Schools. That's where I went. Yeah, hey. Yes. Yes. Shout out. So I'll talking west. about West, that's where yes, I went. West. No way. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> that's awesome. Patriots. Hey. Anyway, <laughs> so talking about like missions, what are some of your favorite things about it? And what are some of the more like challenging things, whether it be hands-on or kind of like on the administration side? Some of my favorite things about working at, at Crossings is just, I mean, the different ministries that I get to work with are really just a lot of fun. I get to plan big volunteer serve events that are always just really joyous. Um, I also get to work with Safe Families, which is helping families in crisis, and that is really difficult work because we're, we're messy people and we're helping messy people, and that can mm-hmm. be really challenging. But my, I mean, my favorite thing to do is when we're doing the backpacks. Right. You know, it's, it's 900 backpacks are mm-hmm. going out to the church. They're filling them with toys. They're bringing them back. We're sorting them all. 
And then we get to take them to the schools and we get to have these awesome parties at the schools. Mm. And I'm always there and I always, you know, anytime I'm greeting volunteers and kind of getting getting ready to go, I'm like, I just, I can't believe this is my job. Right. <laughs> I can't believe this is what I get to do year after year. It's, it is a ton of fun. And um, also one of my favorite things about it is being able to talk about God at mm. work. <laughs> and, yeah. um, you know, when I started out, I was working for the government. I was at DHS and child welfare and then working in the school system and doing mm. counseling and and all of that, you know, obviously my Christian faith and my beliefs can, I guess you could say, shine through in how I behave. But no, I absolutely you know, couldn't be praying for families, you know, and, and things like that or talking about my faith with mm. people when I worked in, in those kind of government jobs. And so it's really, it was liberating to come here and all of a sudden be able to just share and talk about God with everybody. It's a wonderful perk of the job, I could say. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. So, I mean, to go um, along with that, um, you working in the in your ministry, um, what would you say your job looks like on a weekly basis? And do you think there were any responsibilities that may have crept up on you and maybe surprised you, like you didn't think you'd maybe um, be in charge maybe of all that as a uh, working in missions? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there was definitely a lot of surprises that come along with it because the one of the main uh, responsibilities we always joke about is you've got to be flexible. Mm. I mean, things change all the time and we have to change our plans and re, uh, you know, reschedule stuff. And it's just, it's kind of crazy how things can just change. Yeah. Uh, I know we'll get to that a little bit later in the next question, but mm. um, what a lot of the stuff I do, I'm planning seasonally. So I know things are coming up. I know when we need to recruit volunteers to go to the schools. I know when we need to be prepared for backpacks and mm-hmm. different things throughout the year, when we have teacher appreciation week in May. So right. I plan really far ahead for those things, which is um, great to do. Cause then, you know, I have room to be able to fit in the emergencies that happen in say families and things right. like that. And so um, really I'm just doing a lot of to do lists and checklists. Um, but a lot of times, like right now, since we're recruiting volunteers, I'm getting to meet with volunteers and talk with people. And that's really fun just to get to know people. And, a really out, extroverted person, outgoing, and so I love getting to meet with new right. volunteers mm-hmm. and helping people get plugged in at the church. Just yesterday, I had a Zoom meeting with someone who moved to Oklahoma City in February of 2020. Ooh, <laughs> you know, and I was just like, everything. "Oh, my heart broke for her." I was just like, "Oh, it's so hard to move to a city mm-hmm. and then be able to not leave your house." Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just mm-hmm. so excited to help her get out in the community and just getting to know where she is and help help her serve. So, uh, what was the other part of that question, responsibilities that crept up and surprised mm-hmm. you. Oh, yeah. yeah. The big one that surprised me was praying with people. Yeah. Mm. Um, that's not something that I was, I feel like very mature with in mm-hmm. my faith. Uh, praying mm-hmm. out loud for some reason is such an intimidating thing. I mean, we all, I don't know right. why we struggle with it. It should be like, you know, such a, a natural part of our faith. And yet it is still something that's kind of scary to do. But, um, you know, that was something that my boss, Pam Millington, really worked with me on. It's just being more comfortable in a group setting or even a large group setting where we're about mm-hmm. to start a big, you know, hundred people are there. We're about to serve like being able to pray. And so that kind of crept up on me, but it was a, a good thing. I mean, that was a place right. where I saw like God is going to really develop me here. And, uh, and that's, that was a, something that I still am sometimes shy to do, but, mm-hmm. uh, I find myself more and more of just being like at Starbucks with someone and being like, hey, let's pray about uh, this meeting before we mm. get started. And, yeah. you know, even when I started it, I would never have done that. Right. <laughs> and so uh, it's great to see that, I guess, the confidence built there. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So you mentioned some changes, like going through big changes, stuff like that kind of alluded to that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you've heard of this thing called COVID-19, a little mm-hmm. bit of a pandemic mm-hmm. that oh, went around. Oh, something about that. Yeah. Yeah. You've heard of it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, Unknown. 
looking at COVID and the pandemic just going through and changing everything, especially in the church world, you know, we couldn't meet for a long time. What did that look like for you in your specific ministry? Was it a big obstacle to overcome? And what did it look like kind of traversing that, going through that uncertainty and just not knowing how to handle it? That was really difficult. Uh, just personally, because I like to have things planned. I like to know what's going on. Um, like I said earlier, we plan things out so far ahead in missions because we just want to be prepared for everything. That, mm-hmm. Yes, because what we're doing is serving the community. I mean, immediately everything shut down. Yeah. So I was just like, cancel, cancel, cancel. You know, I'm talking to people who are getting back to work and I'm like, oh, that's great. I'm just canceling more things. Yeah. And uh, so that was a disappointment, obviously. Right. And then, you know, just also thinking about, well, we're canceling these programs and these services and then we're not offering what that means is that we're not offering these programs and services the people right. we were serving you know we're no mm. longer serving the kids in the schools right and and things like that and so mm. that was just really um kind of scary and difficult and something we just had to pray through mm-hmm. um and so we um another thing that i worried about a lot and had to pray about a lot and just what i spent a lot of time doing was just i worried about my volunteers mm. a lot of the people who are able to serve are retired. Right. And so they, some of them were in that more vulnerable population for, for COVID and for getting sick. And so that was really a concern of ours just trying to keep up with everybody make sure everyone was doing well and staying healthy. And, um, that was, that was one of the, the hardest part about it. And then now that we're getting out of it mm-hmm. is worried about not having enough volunteers. So Ooh, yeah. now we're recruiting volunteers, trying to get back in the schools, trying to get more volunteers for safe families because mm-hmm. right. now we're able to actually start helping kids again through safe families and things like that. Um, and so, you know, one of the things I've learned through all of this is just the importance to uh, leave room for Jesus mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. know that it's not really up to me to get all the volunteers we need, that God will do that. He'll that's move huge. the right hearts. And if I think we need 50 volunteers and all we get is 35, then that's all that God needs, Yeah, you know? And yeah. so I just have to remember that. Mm-hmm. So um, that is, that's a really important part of, of all of this is just having peace in God's timing and just knowing that he's got it. And uh, that's really helped me <laughs> get through kind of COVID and trying to just readjust to a lot of that unknown. Mm-hmm. Right. And you said um, so kind of serving the kids in those schools was a little limited. I'm wondering, were you, were you able to um, do the backpacks this past year? For yes, okay. we that's were. Awesome. I, <laughs> the Lord. I was, man, we were home, you know, from March until, you know, even into the fall. And, yeah. and, and I oh have kids goodness. that we're lucky enough to go back to school, but the kids mm-hmm. at Oklahoma City Schools, they weren't back in school. And I was right. just like, I don't care if I have to deliver a backpack to every child's home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These kids are getting backpacks, you right. know? So yeah. sure, we didn't get to do the parties, but uh, actually yeah. at one of the schools they were, they were back in okay. um, and they got to do the parties. So sorry, we did get to do one of the parties. We Volunteers weren't there, but the school, okay. the children, they got to have uh, their fun time. Was the coolest thing about all of this. Like, yeah, it's great to get presents at Christmas, but we get to share the story of Jesus, you know, like through that. And that's really neat. And we were still able to do that. And then at one of the other schools, they had a drive-through backpack event. And so they had a lot of video and photos. It was really fun of all the families driving through and them handing them the backpacks. And so, yep, they were absolutely able to do that. That is awesome. That's incredible. That here. I know that the backpacks are such a huge part of like even my family's involvement in the mm-hmm. church because that's the way that like my grandma and I started getting connected in the church is just by going and serving and like giving the students their backpacks or even my aunt and I, we would go shopping and just fill up the backpacks together. So it's awesome that it's just such a multi-generational thing that people can come together and serve the Lord in that way, especially at Christmas time when like the world like advocates us for bees. For us to be selfish, like we remember that it's because of the Lord that we get to celebrate mm-hmm. um, holidays like Christmas. But 
throughout a lot that you're mentioning, you're kind of talking about how you're working with large groups of people, like you're leading people in all sorts of ways. And so I have kind of a two-part question for you right now. I know that you have a group of eighth grade girls that you lead. Ninth grade. Ninth grade well, now. Mm-hmm. They're yeah, moving into ninth grade. As of grade. August, they'll be, yeah. Oh, yes. Awesome. Yes, they do. They're, Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that's great. We'd love <laughs> that's to hear good. that. A that's a huge accomplishment. Um, but I just want to hear more about what the Lord's doing in you to be able to lead them, even while you're working in missions, while you're working with all sorts of people, like how's the Lord using you in that group and how are, how are they influencing you? Um, but also in that while you're leading people, while you're leading this small group of girls, what are you learning through the Lord? Like, how are you getting your cup filled so that you can overflow to so many people? And another way that we could ask that question is, like, what are you currently reading in the Bible or learning through the Lord right now uh-huh. that lets you work with all these people, work with your small group, and overflow to them? Yeah, what was the first question? <laughs> I know. It was so uh, much. No, uh, shout out to my church monkeys. I love you girls. Um, our small group is the best. My friend Carol Ducey and I, we uh, were just kind of chatting and talking about how we, you know, how it is. Those conversations just happen. It's all, all in the right timing about how we really wanted to serve and and I was talking about my time when I was working at Putnam City West with high schoolers and how I just felt, always felt really comfortable. And when I was a counselor, I always took on teenagers and things like that because I just felt really comfortable with that age group. And so I was like, I just really want to lead a small group. And Carol was like, well, I think, you know, I do that. And so uh, we hopped in at seventh grade and we've been with them and we have an awesome group. That's awesome. And um, it's been, it, it has been challenging, but so fun. I'm learning so much about uh, just culture these days and what it's like to be a teenager um, with right. phones and social media. Because right. back in my day, we didn't have cell phones. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Imagine. I know. It was really weird. Uh, you had to use a this phone time. that was, like, plugged into the wall. Oh, goodness gracious. To call people. And so, no, I'm just I'm dating myself. But mm-hmm. um, it's, it's just, it's been great. And I've, I've really enjoyed it. And I've uh, had to really be reminded, God's reminded me several times that it's not about what I'm doing. Sometimes we tend to take on uh, this pressure on our shoulders that it's up to us Mm -hmm. to, um, you know, bring these kids to God or to make sure that they're making the right choices or going down the right paths. And I mean, you end up putting all this pressure on your shoulders. It's like, man, it's not up to us. That's in God's hands. And I learned that like real hard at camp. Mm. So we had a big group at camp. It was a ton of fun. Right. Uh, but I was so stressed out about, you know, um, oh, am I getting through to these girls or are, are we getting it? Or, you know, all this self-doubt that can come into your head. And then yeah. and God sat me down and was like, this is not about you. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I've got I've got this and you're going to fall short because you're you're a sinner. And that's just mm-hmm. what's going to happen. And I will fill in where it's needed. And you know, kind of that leave room for Jesus kind of thing. Like, yes. I have to remember it's not about me. And. Um, he's really good at reminding me that. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and uh, but man, my girls are just so, they're so much fun and they're so kind to each other and they're, you know, reach out to each other. Someone will mm-hmm. ask for prayers for a volleyball game. And, you know, four days later so on the day of the volleyball game, someone else is texting, how's your volleyball game? And I right. just love that. I love to see the connections that they have and they take care of each other. That's mm-hmm. sweet. It's mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, uh, did that cover one and two? Yeah. So the second part of that question <laughs> is just like, you're leading these girls, you're leading uh, groups of volunteers. Yeah. Um, how is the Lord leading you right now? What is he teaching you? What is he um, showing you right now that you're able to lead people in such a great and awesome way, the way that you do? Yeah, well, I always, um, I love it when I'm doing just kind of random Bible reading, you know, when you just kind of open up and start start here in a place and all of a sudden you read something and you're like, oh, that 100% 
just completely applies to right now. Or like right. when you're sitting in church, everyone knows that moment you're sitting in church and the pastor's preaching about something and it's like, like he's talking right to me. This is exactly what I needed to learn. And so um, I think just a lot of what I'm learning and building on is my confidence mm-hmm. um, and just knowing that uh, I'm, I'm imperfect and everyone knows that. So I don't have to try to be perfect. And that's, that's a big issue yeah. and actually something that is a lot, uh, a big thing that I'm reading right now mm-hmm. and um, has really kind of changed my perspective on, on a lot of things. So I don't know if that totally answers the question, yeah, but it definitely maybe does. when I start talking about mm-hmm. what I'm reading right now, that might help. Sure. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, so you talk about like your eighth grade small group, you've been working with middle schoolers and missions as well, kind of as your more job and then your personal ministry. Can you kind of maybe speak to a little bit about the value of having like younger people, like middle schoolers in missions and working in outreach as well? Oh, absolutely. Well, I just think that it's, well, first of all, just having fresh, fun energy. You know, when we get to do things together as a group, like um, a year and a half ago, so the Christmas right before COVID, our small group, we went to Target together to fill the backpack that we had for our kids. It was a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. That was always fun. And, um, you know, they have great opinions on what we should put in the backpacks. They know, right. definitely know better. But just having them at any of our serve events is, is really enjoyable. And we love getting them involved. But I think it's really important to start that serving other processes as young as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad, growing up, was was really involved in the community, and he dragged me to everything he did, you know? And not, I didn't have to drag me. I went willingly. loved it. I mean, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. But I, I think back on that stuff and how I rang the bell with him every Christmas, Salvation Army, you know what I'm talking about? Like, just all those things he took me to. And I'm like, that's probably exactly how I ended up where I am today, mm-hmm. you know, and just the attitude that I have about uh, taking care of others. You know, right. when you take those spiritual gift tests, like that's always like real high up mm. on me and, and uh, for me is, uh, you know, taking care of others and encouragement, hospitality and stuff like that. So I think it's really important for our middle schoolers and high schoolers to figure out how they can look outside of themselves and, you know, how can I serve other people? And that is as simple as, even when it's your brother's turn to feed the dog and change the dog water, like you do it for him, mm-hmm. you know? And so, that's just, I think it's really important to, to get involved and serve and to see what, what it's all about, what the world's all about out there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, thank you for sharing. And high schoolers, middle schoolers, you heard it here first. Natalie Haymaker, you got to, she said, you got to get out there and serve the community. So do it. Mm-hmm. Do it. Serve your siblings. That's huge. <laughs> serve yeah. your siblings. That is a huge story. <laughs> Something small. So Natalie, what are you currently reading the Bible right now? Well, right now I am, I'm reading through the Gospels. But I also um, just finished reading a, a book that was given to me, so I was going to talk about that instead of the um, actual scripture, which seems backwards. But here we go. <laughs> so uh, I was given this great book. It's like 45 pages long. The last two books that this person's given me, I wanted to buy like every copy and give to everyone I know. Wow. It's so awesome. And so um, it's by Timothy Keller, and it's called The Freedom of Self-Forgetfulness, mm. which is a mouthful. So The Freedom of Self-Forgetfulness. And what it talks about basically is, is our ego and how it's unfulfilled and how um, society tries to counteract like our low self-esteem with high self-esteem. Like, don't worry about what they think. It only matters what you think. And that sounds great, but that doesn't really um, fulfill you the way that it needs to, right? And so uh, what Paul writes about, this is based on 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 21 through chapter 4, verse 7. And uh, what he talks about is that his self-esteem and identity and self-regard is not tied into others, people's opinion of him. And it's also not tied into his opinion of himself. Mm-hmm. Because either way, if we're trying to live up to other people's standards to impress them, to mm-hmm. make sure they like us, 
we're always going to fall short, right? And disappoint ourselves and end up there back in that uh, area of low self-esteem. But if we try to, all right, fine, I'm going to set my own standards. We're never going to meet our own standards either. So then how do you solve that? Well, set low standards. I can meet those low standards. Well, is that a way to live life? No, absolutely not. And so, you know, we'll just end up then back in those feelings of like shame and guilt and worthlessness and helplessness. And so um, what Paul says is that we don't, he's not going to judge himself. He knows his sin, but he does not connect it with his identity. Mm. And he doesn't also congratulate himself when he does good things. So it's not self-loathing and it's not prideful either. And he refers to C.S. Lewis and his gospel humility uh, concept, which is saying that uh, instead of saying like, oh, I'm a nobody, you know, it's all about Jesus. I can just prove your humility. No, that's still kind of about you. Mm -hmm. But instead it's about thinking of yourself less and being self-forgetful. So we know that the Lord judges us and that it's his opinion is the only one that matters, right? Right. You guys kind of get that's where we're going with this, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. it's not others' opinion. It's not even our opinion. It's God's opinion that matters, right? And so instead of trying to behave in a way to live up to someone else's standards or our own, we we would think then we got to live up to Jesus' standards. But the truth is, is we don't have to be judged by God. We've already been judged, right? Jesus Mm -hmm. was judged and we were given that that verdict of forgiveness. And so instead of doing the social thing of trying to uh, do good things for the approval of others or even the approval of ourselves, or I mean, for me, the approval of my boss, you know, things like that, trying to impress people, uh, instead of doing it that way, when we have self-forgetfulness, we are going to do good things because we've already received that approval. We've already uh, been given that and we just do good things for the joy of it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people talking about finding the joy in Jesus and in doing that, even in hard times and good times. And this book, I felt like just really rang on that. And it was, it's a cool book. I I want everyone to read it. It was so great. Um, It's really freeing and it allows you to be just happy for others and finding joy Mm -hmm. in every, everything Mm -hmm. and everywhere. And, um, and it just really takes that social and mental kind of courtroom of judgment out of it. And it just allows you to really just freely just live joyfully for Jesus. And it is an awesome book. I obviously pretty passionate about it. I really like it a lot. And I love that I was asked to read this for a meeting that I have today. And this was what we're going to talk about today. And I was like, yes, I have the perfect book because God gave it to me right in the right time. (laughs) So anyway, that's what I'm doing right now. That's great. And maybe you can remind them one more time what the book is called. Yes. The Freedom of Self-Forgetfulness. By Timothy Keller. It is 46 pages long. Easy read. And <laughs> it's like big print and all like, yeah. you know, so it's real easy. You guys should Wonderful. all. Anyone can have it if you guys mm-hmm. want it. That's <laughs> All right. Thank you for sharing that, Natalie. We have got a couple wrap-up questions for everybody here from you, the listeners, the students. You guys asked us questions and we are here to answer them. So we got two questions to go around. Baylor, let's start with you. Uh, first one's a real doozy. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite color? Well, I think my favorite color my favorite color, I would have to say, is green because, you know, I am. Mm-hmm. I was named after the University of Baylor, down in Waco, Texas, and so I've been a Baylor fan right, right, ever, since right, I've, right. ever since I've been a sports fan. So Gotta their be. colors are green and gold. So I'm a, I'm a big fan of green. I also like green because it's the color of life, you know, trees, grass, and all that fun stuff. It's all green. It is green. Yeah, Natalie, whatever. favorite color? Uh, whatever. <laughs> favorite color. <laughs> Um, I also love the color green, Yeah, uh, not for the reasons that Baylor said, yeah, but, color. uh, <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, I, that's a, that's a tough question. I guess, um, I mean, I have two girls, so pink and purple is everything in our life right now. Um, but <laughs> I like all the colors of the rainbow because I love the rainbow and I love, you know, the, how it is in nature. And so 
Mm-hmm. But I do. I love green as well because I love nature and I love trees and the wilderness and mm-hmm. mountains. And so yeah. it's very pretty. Right on. Beautiful. That's sweet. Esty, take I, it away. I mean, I'd have to say my like pretty much my whole life, my favorite color was purple. But actually, the summer it's changed. It's become yellow just because it's so bright. It's yeah, so happy. I know why it's yellow. Because team, team yellow. yellow from camp. camp. Woo, but Whatever. I mean, what, you know, we're all winners. That was hard. Joyful for all of you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Team Orange. We were declared winners. Uh-huh. We declared it. Sure. We represented yellow sure. really well. Green. So I, I, I want to say orange, but I can't lie to the people, right? Like, it's just not my favorite color. Uh, mm. I like blue a lot. It's my go-to blue. answer. But if I'm going to be honest here, I really like the color magenta. Mm. Um, so I'm going to go with this a shade of pink. I had a magenta yes. backpack when I was in middle school. Nice. Um, and it kind of became my trademark. Nice. It was a, it was a Nike drawstring backpack. Magenta people called band. me... Uh, Mabenta. Mabenta. It was a nickname I had for about six Gospel. months. It was a whole. It was a whole period of my life. Did you Did you I like the that. nickname, or were you? I rolled like, with it. I gotta get good. I that's the way it. to do it, yeah. man. Right. Like own it. There's yes. not much I yeah. don't roll with. That is me. That's true. Oh, that's awesome. I like rock and roll music, but I like rolling better. So yeah. I roll with anything. Mm-hmm. All right, another question from again you, the students. Uh, have you played any sports, Natalie? Have you? Wow. Oh yes, I played all the sports. <laughs> so uh, I grew up playing. Um, I'm a lot of different sports. In high school, I played field hockey, basketball, and softball. Um, thought about playing field hockey in college. Had Probably Ooh. could have done that, but was like, ah, oh, no, I don't think so. And so uh, now, though, I'm playing tennis. My husband and I play a lot of tennis together. That's so fun. It's really fun. So we, uh, we like playing, and we're getting our kids into it. So mm-hmm. tennis is my passion right now. Second nice. only to my passion for Jesus. Okay. Wow. Right. Fair Obviously. That's a great That's a, yeah. You really like tennis. Your huh? I do. Jesus, tennis, family, in that order, right? Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Esty, how about you? I did play sports in high school. So in high school, I played soccer for a while with Grace Hill. You guys might know her. What? Famous name I around here. And I also I ran her. track. I ran uh, the 800 meter race and the two mile relay, and that was that a great you. time. Help me out. What's, yeah. what's the 800 More meter? To you. Is well, that a half lap? Is that it's about 800 meters. Is that, <laughs> it's two full oh, laps. I like that. Ooh. Yep, two full laps, 800 yes. meters? Yeah, 800. More maybe I'm power not to saying you. that right, but oh, sorry. 800 race. Be yeah. Whoa. It's been a while. That was like middle school, Ooh. freshman year, and then I was like, let me go into soccer whenever mm. our school introduced that. Mm. I was also a football manager. Didn't really play football, but managed it. Big time. Big time. (laughs) Couldn't be you, Baylor, but what could be you? What could be me, um, what was me all throughout um, high school was I I did golf all four years, and I became semi-adequate at golf. I never shot under 100, but, you know, that's okay. Um, I played football. Football was fun, and I wrestled. I did football and wrestling for two years, and then – um, junior year, I quit football and I took up the mantle of our school's mascot. Was yes, nice. sir. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So I like you, Baylor. I played a lot of sports growing up. Uh, pretty much everything. I played mm-hmm. golf in high school for four years as well. Yeah. But pretty much everything under the sun: football, basketball, underwater basket weaving. You name it, I did it all. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's gonna wrap up our student Q and A. And I think we're gonna go ahead and uh, wrap up this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Natalie, for Thank coming. You, Natalie. It was awesome to Thanks hear from you. Thanks for having me. This was yeah. a ton of yeah, fun. Share your wisdom with us. <laughs> We are going to go ahead and wrap it up. We will see you guys next week. Bye. 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 Adios.